Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Power, the reliable, quick, and scalable EV charging solutions for everyone and everywhere. And StarCharge, the largest EV charging manufacturer in the world and is also a provider of residential and commercial battery storage. One of the first things that you notice about the Tesla Cybertruck is obviously how it looks. Not only the angular design, but the glaringly obvious fact that it is not painted but instead, the exterior is a stainless steel designed in-house from Tesla. And maybe you love it, maybe you hate it, but really for owners comes the decision on whether or not to keep it and deal with the interesting side effects of owning a stainless steel vehicle or wrap it. And that's what we're chatting about today. Welcome back to the Out of Spec podcast. I'm your host, Francie, and we are joined by our friend G calling in from, I don't know, actually, are you in Chattanooga where your shop is? Uh, right now, I'm actually in vacation, so um, ah. I'm actually in Nashville right today. Oh, nice. Okay, yep. well, calling in from your home state, but your company, Test Bros, is based in Chattanooga, but as we'll get into, you know, you traveled a little bit for this wrap, but Test Bros, you and your team wrap Tesla's Rivians, as you can check out on the Out of Spec Reviews channel, when G and his team actually did a custom wrap for Kyle's R1T, and now even Cybertrucks. So thank you so much for coming on today to speak not only about your impressions of the Cybertruck, but your experience wrapping two of them in Austin. Yeah. So we actually wrapped three of them, right? Because the first one was uh, prior to that. And then we did the green one. Oh. And that was the first one we ever did. And then after that, we ended up doing two at the same week. Uh, literally oh. last week, right? The first few that's been right. I don't exactly know, but I think there's like less than 10. That's actually documented. That is incredible. Okay, because I know that you did the two wraps in two days in Austin. So you did one before that. So, wow, look at you. Mm -hmm. Three Cybertrucks under y'all's belt. Pretty cool. So yeah. first off, for, for folks that don't know Test Bros and don't know you, can you give me a mm -hmm. little bit of an intro to our audience about you? And how? let's start with how you and Kyle met, maybe. Yeah, so I think we met, I don't actually know their year, but I think it's between like 18 or 19. And we met at a racetrack and he hosted an event. And I think it was uh, uh, in uh, North Carolina, Garrysburg. 
And he ended up, I just went there. I was like just starting out test bros, literally did not know what I was doing back then. Still don't know, but a little bit more now, but uh, you know, that's where we met and we had a blast and I covered, I did a bunch of videos there while I was there and that was my background. And, you know, I think we became, we kind of hit off and um, became friends since then. And he kind of went off to start out of spec shortly after that. And then I was just starting out test bros. And since then we've stayed in contact and just supported each other's successes and failures. And, uh, it's been, uh, it's been good, but, um, you know, it's been really fun to watch you guys grow and continue to kind of like kill it, honestly, in Austin and all the other videos. Oh, thanks. It's, it's really cool. I mean, you obviously have grown. I went to your facility in Chattanooga and you are really running a tight ship and um, it seems like you have a really good head on your shoulders too, but I bet it's also really cool to watch kind of like the origin stories of both of y'all's work in the EV space just blossom over, you know, mm. the last good few years. So that's really fun and honestly kind of sweet. I love to see that happen. And so now tell me about test bros. So of course you're wrapping cyber trucks, right? But what else do y'all mm. do? Yeah, so we like to say that we we help Tesla owners and EV owners um, customize, maintain, and protect their vehicle. And we do that through education. So early on, before we even started really making any products, we were actually making content about how Tesla chargers are installed or how to clean it or and all this stuff. So we kind of honed in on those three things. And we're best known for a lot of our do-it-yourself kits. So we do it and you know paint protection film i guess now it's called steel protection film because we're mm -hmm. now doing it on steel um and then we do a lot of color kits where interior and you could do all that and we also sell like cleaning products and pretty much the whole deal so from cleaning to customizing it and then protecting it and then after that maintaining it so that's what we've been doing for the past um five years now it's crazy to think that amazing yeah so pretty Cool. I like the fact that, you know, it, it's very owner supportive. So you do a bit of, you know, support with the DIY if you want to do it for yourself. But of course, also you do the wraps with your team. So the Cybertruck is obviously um, evokes some sort of response. What do you think about it now that you've seen a bunch in person? It's kind of, it, I don't know, every time I see it, it, it looks fake. It looks CGI'd yeah. and I take a photo of it and my phone and I look at it, I'm like, man, that just looks like I just like Photoshopped it in there or something. It just looks <laughs> like a bad Photoshop for, for some reason. I think it just stands out no matter what the polarity of like, whether you like it, whether you hate it or, you know, whatever that is, it's hard to even say that it's not, it doesn't, you know, um, evoke that kind of reaction among anyone really, whether you're a car enthusiast or not. So I think Tesla did a good job of like, I think that's what they wanted. They wanted to be different and really garner that attention. So it's, it's every time I look at it, it's exciting. It's exciting to see. It's like exciting to work with and it's fun. I mean, it's, it's, there's not a lot of vehicle that created that much excitement in a long time. I think. I think so too, which is props to Tesla for, you know, you might not like it, how it looks, you might not like how it drives, you might want it to do more, you might think it's perfect, but either way, it does, like you said, garner a reaction. So I know that y'all got to, you know, look at them, wrap them, touch them, inspect them, but did you get to drive them at all? Yeah, so we actually drove it from Austin to that warehouse that we worked out of, and that was about a 50-minute or almost an hour drive. So I was able to drive it about an hour in highway and all that stuff. So that was really fun. 
And it drives a lot smoother than I anticipated. Because I'm, if I'm being totally honest, I think most people who buy it right now aren't really truck owners. So I'm not a, I'm not necessarily a truck person, right? So I've owned a lot of cars, but a lot of them have been either a small SUV or a sedan. And mm-hmm. now, you know, you're driving a truck with 35-inch ti- you know, tires. So it's a lot easier to get in and out than I thought. Um, so I'm like 5'11", so that was kind of easy. But it felt good. I mean, the the squircle that people call it, that felt pretty good. It was a little weird at first. I think it's just how you hold it, and that felt nice. Um, mm-hmm. I know Kyle was talking about he had some issues with his, but the one I drove was perfectly fine. It didn't make any weird noises. Um, it felt really, really clean. Um, I know there wasn't really autopilot or FSD yet, so I didn't really get to test that. But uh, I felt like it drove very well. Every time the turning radius kind of, freak me out a little bit how how sharp it can turn yes yes it definitely that steer by wire component of it was yeah interesting because it matters what speed you're going based on the reactivity Mm -hmm. of how much input you give so i'm glad you got the chance to drive it and honestly without autopilot because then you had to be in control the whole time and like actually get the feel of the vehicle so that's fun you not only got to get behind the wheel but also look up close at it and you say you're not a truck person so did you come away being like it's cool but not for me or maybe did you have an appreciation where like maybe i could be a truck guy now yeah i mean i got myself a cowboy hat in austin and then (laughs) and i'm like all right i'm gonna get a truck now no i'm just kidding but um no i I definitely want it you know we're getting it we have we have an order in uh we already configured several weeks ago so hopefully we get it in the next few weeks and we're going to, you know, not just make content, but it'll be my daily driver. Wow. Really? I didn't know that. Okay. So we've got a yep. convert on our hands. Giddy up. Yeah. G. From <laughs> model, model S to, to a Cybertruck. It's the, you know, perfect two car solution, right? So are you going to wrap it? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm going to first wrap it in uh, wood grain just to kind of troll people first. And then <laughs> I think oh, that'd be hilarious. I was, so I thought that would be yeah. so good. We we may actually do it. We may actually do it in wood grain just because I think it's funny. Yeah, I think that's really funny. Just total opposite material of the stainless steel. So okay, totally. Ob- obviously, then you kind of like it, whether or not it's um, just for the sheer like novelty of it or however it looks. So that's fun that you'll have it in your lineup. Do you think it's going to be common that? Most Cybertruck owners will wrap their Cybertruck? Um, I think so. So I talked with Colton from uh, Auto Spec Detailing, and he and I are kind of talking about it. And it is ridiculous how fingerprint heavy that, that stainless steel gets. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you like, I think most people have used like a stainless steel pan, right? And when you don't dry it, and then it has those water residue, it leaves like that print on there for a long period of time and that stainless steel on the Cybertruck acts kind of like that very very similarly so that's going to drive a lot of people nuts and i think that's where I, i'm talking about where it's not truck people so truck people like like kyle you know won't care about if it, there's mud there but you're talking about sedan owners and other people who aren't truck people and they want to keep their truck very very sparkly clean so I think for those people, they definitely want to wrap it. So there's going to be, I think, several options. Uh, wrapping it in a color vinyl, like what we've been doing, is going to be the cheapest option. 
um, and quickest option. And it's just a, it's a color vinyl. It's for aesthetics. Uh, it's going to be pretty quick to wrap it. I think two to three days, uh, more even faster. Um, and then there's going to be paint protection film, which is going to be a clear wrap, um, and, or SPF steel protection film. And, uh, that's going to be in clear or matte, or it's also going to be in colored. So those are like what's out there now. I think OC detailing also did one, a beautiful one in a Chrome, uh, PPF, which is a black Chrome, black one. Um, those are going to be significantly more expensive because the material itself is really, really expensive. But mm. you get a very unique look, and then you also get it that that prote- extra layer of protection, I think. Yeah, uh, Colton definitely was doing some prep work because there was a lot of anticipation about the kind of, if anyone's worked, like you said, with stainless steel, you know that things show up. What kind of prep mm-hmm. work did you do before wrapping these Cybertrucks, if at all? I mean, I know it's a unique material, even compared to the stainless steel we know, but how are you trying mm-hmm. to prep for these wraps? Yeah, so I think we, since this was our third one, it, it really gave us a much better idea of how to do this. The first step is to just wash it. And a, a lot of people have been using like just foam canning, but you want to use something that's not like, like some shampoos have like uh, additives or some layer of something that it adds. Like you don't want any of that. And you want a pH balance, um, you know, um, like shampoo, or we use a degreaser actually when we first did this. And then once we wash it, um, I know like clay barring isn't necessarily, but what we realized is there were some particles that were like somewhat stuck to it uh, that mm-hmm. maybe we didn't get with our wash mitt. So in those areas, we just kind of feel it and clay bar some of those areas to get it. Um, and then we would dry it. And then I think right before we would, we would wash it. I mean, we would wrap it. We would go over it with a microfiber and uh, like an alcohol water mix. And that tend to work pretty well to kind of make sure that we get all the stains out right before. And then we do a lot of edge prep because that edge is so tiny. It's so thin that if you don't clean up your edges properly, um, that vinyl will not stick very well. Mm, okay. So mm-hmm. once you, you did three, is this the weirdest material that you've worked with so far with your wraps? Yeah, I would, I would say so, because, I mean, all the wraps that we work with, is either going to be metal, right? Like steel, yeah. aluminum, or it's going to be uh, composite, right? Like the bumpers are plastic, right? So, like, those are what we always work with, and it's typically, yeah. you know, primer, paint, and then clear coat. And it's pretty safe all throughout. And the edges are yeah. pretty much the same. Whether you work on a Porsche or a Tesla or a Rivian, they're all pretty much the same kind of canvas. This one one of the difficulty was we weren't working out of our shop. We had to work in a completely different warehouse and it was cold. That, that week was cold uh, when we were yeah. in Austin and it was, it was filthy. Like it was, it was not nice. <laughs> so, so those panels just hold a lot of that, that cold. So mm-hmm. like before we start, like we, we try to like just heat it up as much as we can and yeah. vinyl doesn't work very well with cold. So like, for example, if it's so cold, like and you're working off for example like just vinyl it will rip and br- like like brittle it'll get super bri- brittly that's the word mm-hmm. and it'll just like rip so you got to be oh. very very careful and that, so we would like just spend a lot of time just kind of like heating up the panels right before you even lay a film on it mm-hmm. okay so this yeah. is not only new material but not ideal conditions and we'll get and also thanks to you know 
Adam, who is a viewer of, you know, who offered yes. up his space, who is awesome, Rivian owner, um, who yep. yeah, lended out his space and was really generous. There were so many people who were generous. And so this is a new project for you. Like I said, not ideal conditions, totally new material, but there were people with Cybertrucks who were probably employees. I don't know. Yes. Okay. So how did they get a hold of you to do this? Um, I think the best thing about, uh, I think like people like me and Kyle have been doing is like, we've really been true to the community. Um, and we try to really stay true to the community and what we do. And because of that, I think we had, um, a very positive following with people. So once we kind of announced that like we need access to a cyber truck, we had people start contacting us and then that person kind of connected with the next person. And it just kind of like snowballed from there. And we were able to meet uh, the Cybertruck owner and give us access and really got to know them as well and became good friends as well. So once we kind of built that um, honest kind of relationship, uh, we were able to get full access. And um, that was super fun. And I think that's part of the journey that we really enjoy. Yeah, there's such a community in the EV space and then in every little bucket of the EV space. So that's cool that you were just able to kind of put out your that signal and get some cyber trucks sent your way because your work speaks for itself and they must have had the confidence that they might have not wrapped a cyber truck before but g and the bros are gonna figure it out so it has a you know distinct and robust design the cyber truck so is it mostly that they're wrapping to for the aesthetic like you said or does or, or most people should just also just like keep the fingerprints off or is it also protecting it or does it even really need protection since it's so resistant to force and all that stuff? A uh, big part of it, the main part of it is going to be aesthetic. If I'm being completely honest with you, um, the protection is not really the same kind of protection that you would on a normal car. Um, obviously it's a very, very different type of material. So protection more so would be like, you know, if you like paint protection film it or steel protection film it, and then you apply a layer of ceramic coating on it, or it's already applied from the production, then when you're washing and you just went mudding and it's super muddy everywhere, you could essentially just like spray it down instead of having to mm -hmm. like scrub and, and, and that stick to that surface. So in that mm -hmm. way, the maintenance makes it easier. And again, going back to who is actually buying the Cybertruck. So when you're thinking about that aspect of it, and that's where it makes sense. It's like these guys want to keep their trucks clean. They don't want to mm -hmm. keep it dirty and muddy. So if that's the oh. case, yes, these are the people that's going to wrap it. They're going to ceramic coat it. They're going to steel protection film it. And then they're going to keep it nice and clean. So I think that's where the maintenance ha you know, uh, aspect of it mm -hmm. comes into play. Mm -hmm. And I know when you wrapped the Rivian, it was the first time you'd wrapped one and the panels were different. You know, the shapes of the, the panels and the shape of the Rivian in general posed a new kind of challenge, which is, it seems quite a lot different than the Cybertruck, which seems to be flat, like big square panels. If you think they're making the stainless steel, they're stamping it. They want to make that process as um, standardized as possible. So did mm -hmm. you find it easier or harder because it was flat and easier or harder because it was stainless steel? than typical yeah so it's definitely easier right so the part that's easier is there is zero stretching involved um even if there's a bend in like the door right there's like a mm -hmm. two bend um it's all flat so there actually doesn't have to be any sort of real stretching on it 
I think the the challenge is squeegeeing it because of the cold. Uh, it was a lot harder to squeegee. Therefore, you have to put a little bit more force. You have to really go over it with heat and make sure the bubbles really go away. Um, so that was a challenge. And then the edges. And I think OC Detailing in their whole videos that they posted about also kind of talked about that the edges are a challenge because you're dealing with uh, a thin um, edge. It's not as like rounded as a normal car where you can kind of really tuck it in. Um, and you're having to... Um, and, and that, that cut, right. Where, where it gets stamped sometimes can be a little bit more jagged, if that makes sense. Like it's not as like uh, clean. Definitely. Right. <laughs> yeah. You probably saw that. So when you know that the film can struggle to stick to that area as well, mm-hmm. so I think mm-hmm. that's where the challenge is. You're going to spend a lot more time doing those edges more than the actual panel itself. Like if you're doing PPF and that, I mean, you can lay that down like insanely fast. But then yeah. you're going to spend like twice as more time just working on the edges than you are on the actual panel itself. Hmm. Yeah. What did you think about the sharpness of the material, like the edges? Because I know, you know, you have a family too. And the first thing that I saw, even though I don't, I mean, just me and my dog, but I guess I'm concerned about him. But like, it's very sharp. And I was like, of course, this might not deter you from buying it if you want to get a cyber truck. But what did you yeah. think about? Yeah, I mean the jagged ed- edges. The it's just a harder, more angular vehicle in a lot of ways. Yeah, uh, I just got reminded of your your video that you guys did with the carrot <laughs> and the, the sausage test. <laughs> yes, and we just we eat some, some the banana. You know, yeah. yeah. So. Um, one thing I noticed about Tesla is you know how the front kind of opens up. And it's almost mm-hmm. like a Pac-Man kind of eating. <laughs> it um, is. In that edge corner, they put a plastic bit on adhesive. So yeah. I've heard that they added that later down the line in production. So I think that they're going to have to do a little bit more of that. Or if not, people like us in the aftermarket accessory mm-hmm. are going to come up with like, you know, like what they sell like for babies, right? Those corner edges. Exactly. Uh, and we have to come up with something that doesn't look bad. So it's probably going to be black and mm-hmm. kind of like sits in that corner so that mm-hmm. even if there is a risk of your finger, it won't be as bad. I mean, right now, I mean, it'll just, it'll be pretty bad. I think if you try, I, I, I agree. I, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't think your hand is getting slammed. I think it's getting just uh, cut right yeah. off, which is what I thought. And that's why we did that funny, silly, but also re- like real test of just testing this because it's a new material too. So uh, yeah, it's not yeah. even baby proofing at that point. It would be like human proofing the cyber truck, <laughs> softening the edges. Yeah. Yeah. That one, the, the car itself doesn't have any, uh, the functionality like the Rivian where it stops, right? If it feels mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So that, that's where I think, it, yeah, I think maybe they'll do something. I don't know if they could, I'm not, this is not my, my expertise, not but maybe they could come out yeah. with some sort of, yeah, yeah. Software release or something like that to help with that. Yeah, I think that would be definitely a good idea. And, uh, you know, we were looking at it and it, it does drive well. There's a lot of great things. And they're specifically, although I saw some things that maybe they're being delivered to everyday customers and not just employees now, but it seemed a bit mm-hmm. um, like first generation prototypey, this foundation series. So do you agree that like this is, you know, kind of, did you see them as prototype when you were playing with them? I think... I think it's like a, this is an opinion of mine, right? So it's like, just so you know, <laughs> but I think it's like a 90, 95% kind of car. 
And then the 5%, they use like the foundation series to kind of like finalize all those things. And I think mm-hmm. we're going to see some minor edits either internally or externally um, from the VIN number, right? I think I started seeing like 400. I started working on 400. Now it's at 700. So you're going to see some of those changes from four to 12 or 1500. And then after that, we will get like the final version. But at the same time, Tesla is notorious for like just changing stuff, not because a lot of automakers change stuff more infrequently like later down the line whereas tesla just changes stuff because i deal with that all the time as a aftermarket accessory company and one thing fits and then literally the next month austin built it does not fit right Uh, so i think uh, that's what you're going to be seeing a lot with this cybertruck is the foundation is an opportunity for people to pay 20 grand get a lot more i guess there's some free stuff but most importantly you get it first you know, yes. and then at the same time, the trade off is Tesla gets to use that data and be able to make some of those minor edits to really get it out to a production level. That's definitely it. Yeah, you get to be an early adopter and like part of like kind of a guinea pig, or at least your truck is, yeah. which, yeah, I mean, I think some people are fine with that. They're part of a mm-hmm. whole new thing from Tesla that is obviously yeah drawing opinions no matter what. And I want to talk a little a little bit about the wraps that the owners did ask for because there's a lot of different options you could do like a custom design. I loved the ones that I saw mm-hmm. that you know based on where you're standing they're color changing yeah. which and I know that you said you would would wrap but which of the the ones that you did wrap so far were was your favorite design and why? Ooh. So I think black, you can never go like that. It's just a good color. Uh, I think it just looks good on a Cybertruck. But this one was slightly different, which I really like the choice. It was a sand gold dust black. So in the night, it looks like a Batmobile, right? But mm. once you kind of get it out in the sun, it, it gets this like sparkly gold, you know, like kind of accents all over. So I really like yeah. that kind of look. Um, that's kind of more of my... I think category of like where I would personally wrap mine. And then I love looking at the other one, the volcanic, um, the sand volcanic flare, which is, which is another color flip. That's what they call it. And it almost has like three to four colors. And depending on the angle, it's a completely mm-hmm. different color. I mean, one angle, it will look yellow. One angle will look more like reddish. And then one mm-hmm. angle will look again, different. So it's just a wild color to kind of like, look at and because of the angular it's even more drastic like when you look it's so flat so you almost see like yeah. one color that's true yeah the whole shape of it plays into it it's not rounded as much and i think it, w- it would be so fun to just be able to customize your car whatever it is your truck as much as you can so i think it's probably really fun for these folks to pick out their colors of course the color flip i think is what i would mm-hmm. want to do just because it has that dimension um so yeah, it seems like y'all had fun too. I know you worked really hard in those two days and made it work despite the temperature and everything. And not only got to play with the Cybertruck, but got a peek into this new perhaps chapter. I mean, from what our reviews and stuff have seen, like it's maybe not the most groundbreaking vehicle in terms of the technology, but maybe it will be. Like, you know, there's some things that are really cool, like the 48 volt system and everything. But do you think that there is anything about the Cybertruck that will change the EV space from what we know now and what you know about it now? Mm. EV space, I think it'll just get a lot more people into trucking. (laughs) That's a big one. True. 
And I think yeah. Rivian is a, a pioneer in it, right? Because they've been one of the first ones. And then, you know, Ford, Lightning, and you guys had all those cars. But it just kind of adds into this, you know, getting more people into EVs. Uh, I think the range mm-hmm. was a bit of a turnoff for a lot of people. Um, and, you know, maybe it'll help with the range extender. I'm not sure. But, you know, technology is always increasing, you know, getting better. So I think maybe with the new 4680 and uh, the new other advancements in the battery side of things, it, it may increase uh, over time. But this is at least a good entry to that that trucking community. That's true. Yeah. I, I mean, I wonder if most of it will be, most of the Cybertrucks will be adopted by someone who is already into Tesla or if they were like, just want something new and weird, or if they're like, well, I kind of want a truck and maybe I don't go the furthest and we haven't done the towing and hauling tests yet. Um, at the out of spec team, but we're going to as soon as we get the chance. But to see more of that, that's a good point is that the more options to get into electric is great. I don't think everyone will adopt just a truck. I don't think everyone will adopt the smart cars. You know, there's yeah, got to be yeah, a yeah. variety. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So you're, thank you for calling in from vacation, by the way. And, you know, you, I'm sure you work really hard. I'm sure you're just itching to get back to it, but hopefully you enjoy your time. But if do you think you're mostly going to do house calls to the cyber trucks, or people will bring them down to Chattanooga? Um, we normally don't do house calls. This was the first time we actually did it because cyber truck was so unique. Um, so we we uh, we flew out. You know, we brought the whole, like half the team. So we're not really going to be doing house calls most of the time. We're mostly going to bring them to Chattanooga. It's just much easier, and we want to make sure we do a quality job. And it's much easier to do that in our shop where it's temperature controlled and climate controlled and all that stuff. Um, but we're actually going to be selling the the do-yourself kit. So we've been working on that since the first Cybertruck that we came out with. And it is such a perfect canvas. And I think this, if anything, this is the one kit that many owners will try to do. Because I think the biggest thing is when I try to explain people how to stretch across contours or, you know, all this different, um, like the bumper of the Model Y or something like that. It's really hard to kind of explain that to someone who have never done that before. But there's no need for me to explain that on a Cybertruck. It's literally like anchor it here, stick it here, align it here, and then squeegee. Move on to yeah. the next section and then so on. So I think uh, we're really excited. Uh, we're, we have some minor final things to kind of edit. Uh, we're actually working on it. Our team is working on it right now. And we're going to launch it very, very soon. So very excited to do that in the next few weeks. Nice. So obviously 2024 has a lot of Cybertruck stuff for y'all. Is there anything else that Test Bros is looking forward to in this new year? It, we're you know doing this in January. What are your goals? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's a secret. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think the biggest one is like, we're going to be busy. Like we're, I was just kind of joking with the team because... You know, we got Cybertruck now, and then we got the Highland one, right? So within two minutes since the release of the Highland, I ordered one. So we should get that soon as well. So we're going to be working on that. But really, our goal is going to go back to that root part of what we do, right? The customization, the protection, and maintenance of the vehicles. So we're going to be focusing a lot on customization this year. So Cybertruck, you know, color wraps, PPF wraps, and all that. And then same thing with the Model 3. We're going to be coming out with a bunch of stuff and then really try to make it easy for people to have an option to do it in their home. 
um, mm-hmm. and do it successfully. So we've been doing that for across multiple products that people said could never be done. And we want to give people that option to be able to do in the EV community so that they could, you know, go home and in their garage, you know, uh, wrap their car and change mm-hmm. from steel to volcanic flare or something like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. After, you know, Colton's will soon reveal his what he found to be, at least in the first round, the best way to clean mm-hmm. a cyber truck, which was a bit of a surprise. So stay tuned on out of spec detailing. And then I'll also have Colton on to the podcast. But if you don't want to use a concoction like that, then you know, maybe you get it wrapped and you can do it yourself. I like that you take w- one it on as a challenge. If people are like, you can't do it yourself. Uh, actually watch us. And then also enabling people to do DIY with their, with their cars, with their own property. I think mm-hmm. that's fun. It creates like an opportunity to really get involved and connected with the thing that takes you everywhere that you want to go. And I think being a resource for people as well as providing a service is mm-hmm. something that y'all do well. And you seem to maintain at the core of what you do. Yeah, we try to we try to be really good at what we do, you know, and not try to do other things too much. Yes, I really admire that. Well, thank you, G. I mean, it seems like, of course, we had a bit of like more drama because we were reviewing the Cybertruck for a lot of things with our, you know, the people that lended us their Cybertrucks, which are employees. And there's some rules there. But I feel like because y'all were providing a service, it was just a lot more straight to the point. You know, you weren't driving it Mm -hmm. around and doing reviews like Kyle did. So it seems like your time was maybe a little less, um, you know, Tesla employee worry full. Am I right? Yeah, right, right. We were we we didn't do uh, the range test that I'm sure made a lot of people <laughs> anxious. <laughs> but uh, yeah, people are just like, oh, cool, wrap wrap Tesla. That's kind of cool. Wrap my truck. And I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, uh, yeah, I, that's kind of. Uh, I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It was it was weird. And so hopefully, with more and more customers getting it, you know, we'll be able to do more things. But also that you'll have more Cybertruck business. And I can't wait to see. Like, I know that I saw one that was wrapped like a Honda or something, but I think it's funny that people yeah. can have actual, like, fun, not take it so serious, and a Barbie pink one, just waiting for that to be driving around with the most, like, totally. you know, sharp, big truck-looking thing. Uh, so, super fun. I love y'all's work. I love collaborating with y'all, and I loved being able to see you in Austin. It was just a gathering of the yeah. EV content creators, wasn't it? Yeah, that was fun. Uh, we'll we'll definitely have to collaborate some more. Yeah, we will. So thank you for coming on to the podcast. I'll let you get back to your vacation. Uh, Y'all, I have linked all of G's and Tespro stuff in the show notes, so make sure to check them out. And let us know if you have any questions, and I'll see if I can get some answers from G in the comments. We'll see you next time on the Out of Spec Podcast. Thank you. See ya.